Praise the Lord, everybody. My name is Austin Jones. I usually run the sound uh, recording equipment here at Impact, but today I want to greet you. Today we have a blessed message coming from our very own uh, First Lady Sarah. So come in, tune in, um, and then come back for further instructions afterwards. And I'll see you on the, on the other side. Good morning, praise the Lord. We are so happy to be coming before you again. We are going higher in the Lord today. I, I, I'm greeting you. Pastor Tony is, is not with us, but know that the impact of God and his kingdom is, is happening in another place where Pastor Tony is. We are so glad that we can go forward in God because he is every God is omnipresent. And so he can be with us today as we seek to impact our lives and go where God has, has for us to go. We're so happy to be with you here on Sunday, January 23rd. We bless God for this opportunity. God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. And we tell him who he is. He's hearing it. He's glorified. And we hear it. Hallelujah. And we are strengthened. We are blessed. We are so happy that you can be with us today. Um, Pastor Tony will be with us on next Sunday, as we believe God will make that opportunity for him, and we go forward and we bless him today. We have a word to God talking about the, the, the title is the power of corporate prayer. Before we switch to, I was, I was looking at this, the verses, and corporate, um, Webster's, Miriam Webster says, corporate means of, relating to, or formed into a unified body of individuals. Corporate. Um, of, related to, forming a unified body, unified, of individuals. And we're talking today about the power of corporate prayer. Let's read, let's use the example that God has given us in his word about the power of corporate prayer. Acts chapter 12. Praise God. The power of corporate prayer. Yes, 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 yes. When the saints come together, glory to God. And verse 1 says, Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hands to harass some of the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains, between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know 
that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silence, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go, tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. And verse five is uh, just our key here. Verse five. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. It's talking about the power of corporate prayer. Glory to God. When all the saints come together, hallelujah, the power of corporate prayer. And that is not a, a when the church Prayers that were made by the church. It's not just a church at an address like I give you our address, P.O. Box 43. You know, it's not just the saints at that church. It's the church of God, the body of God, the kingdom of God. When we come together and pray corporately, mighty things happen. Hallelujah. I, I have, the God has given me several examples from this passage that we can focus on about the power of corporate prayer in this message. Um, one of the first ones that I realized was um, when the enemy is so sure he is one, corporate prayer to Jesus can dispel all of the enemy's plans. Here we see Herod, um, he, he just knew he had Peter in the bag. He had, uh, it was a done deal. He was, he was had him. He had had 16 guards um, for one man. You know, he knew he was, um, nothing was going to change that. Nothing was going to keep Peter from being available to be delivered, to be killed, to, to please the Jews. Um, he had done it once with James and saw how excited the Jewish people were about that. And he thought, okay, what's going to make me look more powerful, more revered? What's going to make me liked more by these people? Uh, I'll go get Peter. And so he had that plan. Hallelujah. And he was going to do it after the holidays were over, so to speak, that 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 time of unleavened bread was a period of seven days where the Jews are, uh, there was a holiday of, of Jewish tradition. 
And so he's waiting until that was over, and then he would be delivering Peter up to be killed. But I'm telling you, Herod had his plans, just like the enemy has his plans for us. And Herod grabbed Peter, and the enemy can grab some of God's chosen. Peter was a big fish, so to speak, right? Peter, before this chapter, had preached the gospel of Jesus to thousands, and thousands were coming to the kingdom of God. The apostles at this time had gotten revelation that the salvation Jesus had left in his Holy Spirit was not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles, for all those who believe. So they had this greater revelation and were moving in that power. And Peter was effective, very effective in the ministry. So Herod had grabbed a big fish and was like, oh, this is really going to make me look good. He knew what he was grabbing. But I am telling you, when the saints go to pray, I don't care who the enemy has in his grasp, who the enemy has in that prison, the Lord can upset all of those plans and undo those plans because he's mighty. Talking about the power of corporate prayer. Hallelujah. There's a verse, verse uh, 7. It says, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and the light shone in the prison. The corporate prayer, when the saints are praying together, the Lord can send a light to shine in the prison where his children are. We think of people, well, when they get out of that prison, it's going to be so great. Lord, deliver them so they can see. You know, set them free so they can see. Hallelujah. But I am telling you, the power of God, when we go to praying, he can send the light in that darkness. I just sung the song, into the darkness you shine and open the eyes of the blind. The Lord can do that. He can send the light of his, his power and his grace into that prison. And we praise him for that. His light brings hope, right? Prison is a, I have not, never physically been in a, a concrete prison, but I know it's not a place of joy. It's not a, it's not a vacation destination, right? And so there's hopelessness in whether it's a concrete prison or any kind of prison. The light of God can shine hope, can bring understanding. We know people who may not be in a concrete prison, brick, you know, walls and bars and so forth that we can see, but people can be in a prison of depression. And if you don't think it's a prison, try it, okay? Where you can't get out of that. People can be in a prison of rebellion, in a prison of unforgiveness, in a prison of addiction, right? And I'm telling you, the power of our prayers can cause God to send a light right where they are. So some our prayer can be, Lord, meet them where they are. Meet her where she is. Meet him where he is. Meet them where they are. There can be a prison of of, of arrogance, of ignorance, pride, whatever it is, God can send his light. He's able, I'm telling you. We serve a God who is greater, higher than any other. Glory to God. The light of God is amazing. The power of corporate prayer. Everything falls in line under the authority of God. That's what the power of corporate prayer brings about. Everything falls in line under the authority of God. Verse 7 says, An angel of the Lord stood by Peter, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Glory to God. 
the angel came under the authority of God because the people were praying to God and the angel didn't talk to the chains. Come on. The angel talked to Peter and said, Peter, get up. And the chains fell off his hands. Glory to God. We don't read about the angel, you know, taking the key out the guard's belt to, un to unlock the chains. We don't read about the angel took the chains in his hands and broke them. The angel of the Lord under the authority of God who was moving because the people were praying spoke to Peter and said, get up. And the chains fell off. I am telling you, when God is moving, everything has got to line up. And this is so valuable to us to understand that we pray to God to do what, he, what only he can do. Because we can get caught in, well, wow, that's a stronghold. Because there are strongholds. We, we, we read in the word of God where the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against principalities, against the rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We've got true adversaries. We've got a true enemy, okay? And so we can, knowing that, we can sometimes get caught up in, well, how's that going to work? How can you break that chain? How do you get them out of that stronghold? Mm -mm. We pray to God and he does the rest. And when he sends his authority, when he sends his deliverance, Everything else has just got to line up, hallelujah, with the authority of God. No one was looking for a key or hacksaw. The chains fell off. This is the effect, glory to God, of corporate prayer. Everything else gets in line. We don't have to worry about, you know, how are we going to get her from away from those negative people? How are we going to get him out of that clique? How are we going to, you know, and so forth? No, no, no. We pray to the Lord. He knows what to do. He has the power. He has the answer. We don't have to worry about how are we going to, you know, get change this community around. How are you going to fix that? How are we going to stop the gun violence? What are we going to do? Mm -mm. How are we going to stop addictions? We pray corporately. Hallelujah. And he knows just what to do. He does the miracle because the strongholds take prayer. They take a miracle. They take signs and wonders, right? And God is able to do that. Hallelujah. Now, um, another way we see the power of corporate prayer, because after the angel has come to Peter, wrote, told him to get up, told him to get dressed, follow me. Now it's time to get out, right? It's time to get out. The power of corporate prayer. Herod made plans to make sure that his plan happened. He assigned 16 guards. The scriptures say uh, 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 four, four squads. That's 16 guards for one man. Herod was determined. Now, I tell you, he knew that Herod, that, that Herod knew that Peter was a big fish. He probably also knew that Peter, as, as my pastor Tony likes to say, Peter was no punk. He was nobody's punk, right? This is Peter. He was strong. He was a fisherman. Used to pulling up, you know, nets full of fish, right? So he's strong. This is that St. Peter who pulled his sword and, and, and cut that soldier's ear off. Like, he didn't. He didn't like what was happening, and so he acted, right? This is that mighty Peter who was a force to be reckoned with naturally and spiritually, right? And so, so Herod knew that. And so Herod was like, I'm going to make this plan so that he cannot get out. The 16 guards would have been a match for Peter if he had tried to um, get out, if he tried to fight his way out, right? Because um, that was part of his character. Or if the people of God had... Um, 
come and, and wanted to break Peter out. Those 16 guards would have been a match for the people of God who might have come to protest or come to try to break them out. But let me tell you, when we get to praying, our prayers, what the enemy has is no match for the power of God when he moves on behalf of us who are praying and believing in him. And I will tell you today, just as Herod had caught us a prize fish, and we are all made in the image of God. We are all um, children of the Most High God. He did, He doesn't want any of us to be lost. So whether it's a new um, Christian that the enemy's snatching out of the kingdom, whether it's a seasoned Christian um, like Peter was that the enemy is 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 is, is putting trying to put into a prison and snatching out of the kingdom, or whether it's someone who's actually lost, um, when we pray. Um, God can move because the enemy who grabs that one, those people, that community, those, whoever they are, that one or many, he does not need for them to get out of the prison he puts them in. He may have enticed them into that prison. Hey, look at this. Look at this smorgasbord, you know, look at this life on this side. And he shuts the gates behind them. Or they may have been, you know, fallen into it accidentally. However they got in that prison, no, Satan has no intention of releasing them anytime in this lifetime, right? And so understand that. And so we see that. We see strongholds. We recognize them. But we pray to God because the power of God is greater, higher, stronger than whatever the enemy has holding our families, our communities, our co-workers, our bosses, our leaders, whoever it is, it's no match. Hallelujah. We praise God for his power. That's the power of prayer. Those 16 guards were meant to keep Peter bound. Know that our common enemy, Satan, sends seducing spirits, spirits of oppression to keep people bound. Hallelujah. But we're not going to let that stop us. We recognize the attack. We, are, we recognize the assignment. We recognize the, the intent. We are not shaken because we understand the power of corporate prayer. We praise God for his power. So, you know, the scripture says when, so it says, when they were past the first and the second guard post, Peter and the angel, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opens of them of its own accord. I mean, it just opened. Again, we're not looking for keys. We're not trying to scale a wall. The, the gate just opens. Hallelujah. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. Somebody say, we out. We out. We out. We out. You can text that if you're, if you're on Instagram or Facebook. We out. Hallelujah. Because that's what it was. When the power of God moves, glory to God, we out. Hallelujah. If I'm in a prison, if you're in a prison, Lord, I'm having trouble forgiving. Father, why am I so rebellious? I'm telling you, when he sends that, that deliverance, hallelujah, we can look and say, we out. Glory to God. Because he does that. He He delivers mightily. The, the right hand of the Lord is valiant. Valiant means he's boldly courageous. Hallelujah. He's not afraid of anything for us. And, and we pray to him because of who he is. So how many we how many people makes it corporate? Glory to God. I was looking in internet kind of thing, and, and it talks about groups, but I praise God for the word of God, right? Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. Jesus said, Again I say unto you that if two 
Come on here. Corporate. I'm talking about corporate prayer. That if two, glory to God, if two of you shall agree, hallelujah, that we are serving, we serve the one true God, shall agree that our God is greater, that that stronghold is not bigger than God. If you will agree that God is not mocked, but he is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. If any two of you shall agree, hallelujah, on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Glory. Verse 20 of Matthew 18. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. Now, you, we, we're gathering, we're all declaring that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We can't be coming together, and I'm saying Jesus is the way, and someone else is saying, no, there's another way. There's one way, glory to God. And when we come together and we declare he is the way, the truth, and the life, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, Jesus says, I'm in the midst of them. Whatever they touch and agree, it shall be done for them of my Father in heaven. Glory to God. Two or more. Glory to God. So we don't have to have that huge amount. Glory to God. Of people. It's powerful. The more, the better. The more, the merrier for the kingdom of God. The more, the worse for the kingdom of Satan. Hallelujah. But two. Hallelujah. Jesus. As Jesus said, we're two. Or, or you shall agree. Thank you, Jesus. So how do we pray corporately? How do we pray corporately? I praise God. He has the answer also in his word, also in Matthew. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Jesus said, the disciples said, teach us to pray. Um, and he gave them the answer. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that God intends for us to pray corporately. He taught them, pray on this manner. Our Father in heaven. He didn't say, pray my Father, right? But our Father. We're in this together. And I, I love that because the enemy wants you to think, wants me to think, you're the only one going through that. Or there's no one else in that prison. Or, you know, you're in this situation all by yourself. No one else um, has these challenges. But the, the word of God starts with our. So we are corporately coming to a Father because we all need him. Hallelujah. Sister Sarah needs him. Brother Austin needs him. We all need God. Hallelujah. So he said, our father in heaven, not my father. How be thy name. And so Jesus teaches his disciples. He teaches us to give that praise to God. Hallowed means holy, consecrated, divine, worship. How be thy name. We bless God. We start off coming to him and we start off blessing him. Glory to God. It does. It's for two purposes. It blesses him. It glorifies him. We were created to glorify God. The other thing it does is it blesses us. Hallelujah. It reminds us who we're praying to. We're not praying to some weak God. We're not praying to an elf on the shelf. We're not praying to a little angel sitting on my shoulder, right? We are praying to an almighty, all-powerful God. So when we say, hallowed be your name, your name is powerful. Jesus, your name is a strong tower above our enemies. 
the, the waves rise, God, but your word says your voice is louder than the voice of many waters. And so when we come to him and bless his name, it blesses us. It reminds us, oh, I'm praying to the one, to the, to the right one, to the only one, to the only wise God, our Savior. And so we praise God for that. We bless him together. Glory to God. You and I recognize we lift him up and we are not praying to a weak God. We're not praying to a God who's going on vacation. We thank God and we pray to a God who's made us all. We are all created in his image. Hallelujah. And he cares for all of us. He went on, Jesus went on to, to instruct the saints, the, the disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And I, and I said, the will of God, he's long suffering. Not because he's out to lunch, not because he's waiting to see how many people are going to walk away from me, but he's long suffering, trying to give us a chance to get back in line with him. He's long suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. That's his will. So when I pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. That's the will of God, that we are free, hallelujah, and that we are helping others, that we are a blessing to others. So your kingdom come, Lord God. Set your people free. And so this is a principle of asking God for his will. And, but we are free to, when we see that there's a situation that's not the will of God, to pray his will specifically. Father, send your salvation. Hallelujah. Send your healing. When Jesus was on the earth, he, they brought the sick to him. And many, many times it says he healed them all. So we are okay to pray, God, you're a healer. Heal this. The doctors have given up. Lord, you heal it. You have the final say. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Sometimes the challenges are so much, it almost blocks out um, God and his will and his purpose. Like if I would hold my hands a certain way, I would block out that halo light that's on me. Sometimes situations can block out almost like a cloud, like a dark cloud blocks out the sun of righteousness. So we pray, I can't, I don't know your will, God. Maybe I don't know your will, but Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done beyond what I'm seeing on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, there it is. It didn't say give me this day my daily bread. It said give us. He means for us, we are in this together. Saints of the most high God, we are in this together. Give us this day our jelly bread. Hallelujah. I am not the only one who needs to be filled with patience. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who needs to be filled with courage. I'm not the only one who needs discerning. Monday mornings come and a lot of people dread Monday mornings like, oh my gosh, I got to go back to work. I'm thankful for the job, but oh my gosh, right? So give us the strength we need to face Monday and whatever it brings, right? Give us this day our daily bread. What do we need to be, to remain full of faith? What do we need to encourage others? Hallelujah. Give, we want to pray that together. Lord, give us. And I would say, I have a note here. You might be led to pray in tongues because you may not know the daily bread that you need, but the spirit does. So you may be praying for yourself and you begin to speak in tongues as the spirit of God gives utterance. That's, that's speaking in, in a language to God. You may not know what you're saying. You can pray for God for the discernment. Interpretation will tell me, tell me what I'm saying. But pray, but you are definitely praying the will of God when you're praying in tongues as his spirit leads you. 
I have people, as I've been in prayer, different times people will come to my mind and I'll say, bless so-and-so, and, the, and, and I'm open to the Holy Spirit, and the, and the tongues take over, so to speak. I can totally control them, but he's leading me to pray in tongues because I don't know what they need, but the Spirit does. Hallelujah. There are times I pray for people and I can say, and bless her this, and bless his that, and bless this, and I can be specific. And there are times when I don't know, but the Holy Spirit does. And so you might pray in tongues. You might be led to speak in tongues. Let God have his way and pray so that others will be delivered. Glory to God. It's the truth. But God is amazing. And it also keeps me from getting the glory. If I pray for the this, that, and that, and then they tell me, I say, oh, you got that because I pray for you. But no, when you're praying in tongues, you don't know what you're praying. You just know you're praying the will of God. And so when you see that deliverance, you just give God glory. We should do that anyhow. But for sure, give God the glory. Give him his praise when we see prayers answered. And then Jesus went on in Matthew chapter 6 to say, and forgive us. I'm talking about corporate prayer. I'm talking about how we pray, how the church prays. Forgive us our debts. We all need forgiveness. So I should ask for myself and I should ask for the ones that I'm praying with, the one I'm praying with, the two others that I'm praying with. I should pray for them, for forgiveness for all of us because we all need forgiveness. Um, forgive us for the wrongs that we did knowingly and the wrongs we did unknowingly. Forgive us for our sins of omission where I should have did this, I should have said that, and I didn't. And forgive us for the sins of commission. I had no business saying that. I had no business doing that. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. We don't want to stay in a place of, we don't ever want to be in a place of condemnation, but the Lord, the Holy Spirit will convict us. This is not right. And we and we say, Lord, you're right. Please forgive me. I repent. I want help me to stop doing whatever that is. <clears throat> and forgive our, as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors, we have oppressors that we need to forgive. That's just the truth of the matter. We have troublemakers in our lives through policies, through programs, through processes, through practice who do us wrong. We have to forgive who've done us wrong, who've, who've, who've dismissed us because of how we look, who dismissed us because of our education level, our income level. They've done us wrong because of you're here, therefore, whatever it is. Um, but we must forgive our debtors. Um, we forgive corporately those who have done us wrong as a gender, as a race, because of our religion, our economics, whatever it is. Hallelujah. We have to forgive. That is the, the will of God. Hallelujah. Your kingdom come, your will be done. This is corporate prayer. Corporately, you're not the only one who needs to forgive someone. It's not always easy. You're not the only one. Hallelujah. We pray together and God enables us. And lead us not, and do not lead us into temptation. Again, I'm not the only one who's facing a challenge. I'm not the only one who needs to learn to trust. I'm not the only one who needs to wait and not go when God says, wait. I'm not the only one who needs to go and not stop when God says go, right? I'm not the only one. Lead us not into temptation. Um, we, uh, we need to repent. We need to forgive. We need to love, right? 
Um, don't lead us into temptation. Help us to believe in you, God. I'm not the only one. We are praying corporately, corporately. Um, but deliver us from all evil. Glory to God. There are some versions of the Bible that say deliver us from the evil one. And that's recognizing our common enemy, Satan, as the evil one. And we certainly want God to deliver us. But sometimes there is evil in us. And Satan has nothing to do with it. There's evil, jealousy, malice, envy, unforgiveness. And Satan has nothing to do with it. That's evil in us. So whatever it is, Lord, deliver us from evil. Oh, I hope she gets COVID. I hope he gets COVID. No, 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 no. Deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. And then again, for and then ending, Jesus teaches to end that with praise again. Giving God glory for yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Because we pray to God and we bring to him some heavy stuff. We might be thinking, wow, that was a lot. Can we do it? But oh, Jesus is guiding us. When you come back here with that praise for yours is the kingdom. Jesus, you have the final say. You have the last word. Yours is the glory. Hallelujah. Yours is the power. You are the one who does exceeding abundantly. Above all, we can ask or think, right? And so we end with remembering who he is corporately, giving him the praise that he is due. He's alive. He has everything. We recognize who he is. Lord, I just put a lot at your feet. Hallelujah. I just cast a lot of cares before you, and I know that you are able to do them all. I know that you are able to do the impossible. That's that corporate prayer. We believe you. You hear us, and you will answer. The word of God says he is a very present help in trouble, not just an ear, to listen, but he's a very present help in trouble. Glory to God. We praise him for that. Corporate prayer, corporate prayer, praying together. There, there is power in praying by myself, right? The word of God says the, the effectual, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And so there is power when I'm praying by myself. Absolutely. But I'm seeing the word of God when the saints came together. Hallelujah. There is even more power. And it strengthens everybody. Think about the passage in Acts about Peter. The saints of God had seen, like the handwriting on the wall, so to speak. They had recognized Deacon Stephen was stoned for preaching the word of God, for walking right. The saints saw James got killed for being a voice for the Lord, a martyr. Were they thinking like, oh my gosh, Peter's going to be the next martyr because it looks like, you know, people are being, the church is being persecuted and it looks like there's no help. No one can stop. No one can, no one can fix this, right? So they saw that. Peter himself in prison, right? He's understood martyrs. They were like, they, they were, they were determined to do all that they could for Jesus, even if it meant losing their life. So he's in prison. Was he saying, okay, it's just a matter of time. Oh, well. Were the saints, were there some who were saying, oh, well. There might have been some saying, man, another one, right? But I'm telling you, corporate prayer strengthens us. We see the enemy snatching big fish out of the kingdom of God, snatching people who belong. We know people belong to Jesus, right? We are all created in his image. We were all created to praise him. And we see the enemy snatching and, and letting people like be rooted in evil, etc. 
just just in that prison. And we can, if we're not careful, it can be discouraging. And we can say, wow, God, who, what's going to happen? Right? And for that corporate prayer, let's come together. Let's put our faith together because we serve a God who does the impossible. And so it strengthens everyone. It strengthens everyone. We pray continually, corporately, believing God can restore. He can revive. He's still saving. He's still delivering. Hallelujah. He's still healing. That's the power of corporate prayer does for us. But the question came to my mind, what hinders us from praying corporately? I don't know. There's lots of answers. Um, time. We don't want somebody to know that we're struggling. Um, we're embarrassed. Um, we might think somebody's not interested. Somebody might judge us. I don't feel like I have anybody. I don't. I can't get to the. I can't get to the church right to pray corporately. But we are gathered together right now in in Jesus. We are gathered together around these cameras. Glory to God. We are gathered together right now. We can pick up the phone. Glory to God. And we're gathered together. They didn't have phones in these in the New Testament days, right? They they kept physically getting together, and we want to continually to physically get together, come together, but we also can gather together over the phone on Zoom, right? And, and this way, glory to God. Uh, we, whatever the excuses are, prayer is like a muscle, um, and we will not readily submit to God and come into agreement with anyone to pray until we learn to exercise that prayer muscle more and more. There are heavyweight situations out there that need us to be heavyweights of prayer. That whatever I feel, up, uh, yep, there I do have things I need to do, but I'm going to make time because this is important, right? And so I'm going to exercise that prayer muscle when I'm tired, when I'm hungry, when I'm busy, when it's just us two. Um, I might be nervous or whatever it is. I'm going to exercise that prayer muscle because the enemy is, is exercising his muscles more and more and more. And, and I want to be a part of the solution. Hallelujah. I want to be that part in that, in that corporate prayer that, that God can hear and move um, mightily for people. Um, our corporate prayers will go where we cannot. We, in our world today, we can write checks. We can go physically help people out, etc. But I'm telling you, we can't. Those things we have at our disposal to help cannot, the power of prayer goes further. Our prayers to God can go where we can't, where our money can't, where our talent can't, where our degrees can't, right? I can research something and see how to do X, Y, Z, but so many things need prayer and our prayers can go where we cannot, hallelujah. Um, there's value in, in all these other things. I'm not saying don't write checks to bless. I'm not saying protesting shouldn't happen or I'm not saying policies don't need to be written, but I'm telling you the power of prayer goes far beyond um, what those things are able to do and we thank God for that. Um, there is an interesting part of that, that, that last section that we read where Peter was delivered and he come to the door and, and Rhoda was so happy. She told everyone, but they didn't. It's almost as if they were praying and believing, but not expecting. I am reminded of Elijah in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 18, verses 41 through 46. 
for he was praying to God for rain. And he sent his servant to go look. He said, go and tell me what you see. And the servant went out and came back and said, I see nothing. Like nothing that looks like it's raining. Hallelujah. Oh, it's going to rain. He's Elijah kept praying. He sent, he, he sent them out to go seven times. And so the servant kept going out to see what he saw. And the seventh time, he said, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. Right? So Elijah knew that God had heard the prayer and was moving. He knew God heard the prayer, but he saw the sign that God was moving. We walk by faith. Elijah was praying full of faith that the God who had stopped the rain for him could now bring the rain again, right? He was not praying and as if God didn't hear him the first time. Glory to God. No, he's praying in faith, expecting God to move. And so we can pray. And, and we have sometimes said we're going to pray and then we're going to thank God as if it's done. And that's fine as well. But I see the example of Elijah who didn't see the sign yet that the prayer was being answered. He kept praying. And so that is our instruction, inspiration, guidance for us, revelation. We can keep praying. Lord, I'm praying for XYZ deliverance. I know you can do it. I believe you are all powerful. You're mighty. I don't see it yet, Lord. Lord, I am looking to you because I need you to move. I know you're able. Lord, she's still acting the same. He's still acting the same. They haven't changed their minds yet. This thing hasn't happened yet. Lord, I know you're able. I'm believing you to move. I am calling on you because I have no other help, right? That's praying, not in desperation. <laughs> That's praying in faith. I know who I'm praying to. I know my God delivers. I know my God is a savior, right? He's a way maker. He's a healer. And I'm expecting to see it. I'm expecting the sign. And I thank God for giving me that understanding recently. Because I prayed a lot of times expecting a belief. I prayed a lot of times believing he could do it and moved on. And didn't like so let me see. Expecting the sign. Glory to God. He wants for us. He's happy with us. Pray to him in faith and look for the answer. Look for the answer. While you're waiting, do you see it? Glory to God. And we can do that. And that is our reminder. The early Christians believed when they were praying, but you wondered, did they expect God to answer? To say, it's not him. Rhoda, you're wrong. Oh, that's his angel. That's his spirit. No, God moves, and he wants us to expect it. Um, pray until you see that sign. We, we walk by faith, but we pray until we see that sign. And so we don't just want to wait until we have a problem, right? Jesus, when he was instructing the disciples to pray, didn't say just pray when things go wrong. We should always be praying, right? Pray without ceasing. Always pray so we don't faint, so we don't give up. We don't just pray until we have a problem. Praise God. We thank God for this work. Now we're going to pray together. And we're going to pray corporately while Austin plays music. We're going to pray and, and move forward. Um, we thank God for what he's given us. So I'm praying here. Hallelujah. You're, you pray there. You could watch me. I invite you to pray with me corporately. Coming together and agreeing. I can't hear you, but God can. Our God heals. Our God hears us, and we know the different things that need praying for. So you pray where you are. God is going to hear us. 
Our Father, we come to you today. We thank you that you are our Father and that we see situations and there are hardships. There are strongholds. There is spiritual wickedness in high places that's moving and that has your people bound. But we know we serve a God who does the impossible. When you speak, the chains fall off. And so we bless you, mighty God. We bless you. We pray your kingdom coming, your kingdom come. We thank you. That your will is not that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. And so we pray your kingdom of deliverance come. Set free those who are stuck in prison of addiction, rebellion, unforgiveness, pain. Just lost, oh God. The word of salvation has not come to them. Father, send your word. Send your truth in the name of Jesus. Give us what we need, the courage, the strength, the discernment, oh God. Forgive us where we have doubted you. Well, we have said we've been happy to see someone bound because it's what we thought they deserved, Father. Forgive us, oh God. We release those, oh God, who have done us wrong. We want to be completely free. We don't want anything hindering your move. We, you came and you've you drawn us with loving kindness. Father, we, the world needs you to draw them with loving kindness. And so we pray that. We thank you for delivering us from all evil. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, God. We thank you, you are our mighty deliverer. We thank you that you know the challenges. You know where the rent money is due. You know where the healing has to happen. You know the, the reconciliation that has to happen. And you are a mighty God. You are mighty to deliver. And so we bless you. Full of faith, we bless you for doing what only you can do. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for having us. In Jesus' name. Amen. We praise God. We thank God for his word. Hallelujah. It's so real. He hears us and we know he will answer. So we need to expect it. We invite you to give. Um, we, God has given to us. We've received. We're so blessed. Give. We can give back to him through, through many ways, through praise and offering. Offering is another means of worship. And so we invite you to give. Um, you can use our, cat, our, our um, cash app. Impact Fellowship, dollar sign, Impact Fellowship to to uh, give to Impact Fellowship to give to us. You can also connect with us. You can send um, tithe offering to Impact Fellowship, P.O. Box 43, Middletown, PA, 17057-9998. You can write to us at myimpactfellowship at gmail.com. Hear this message again um, through the podcast and the YouTube anchor.fm forward slash impact fellowship youtube impact fellowship connect with us at www.impactpsh.com and be blessed we are so happy thank you for allowing us to come into your home wherever you are and and share the good news of jesus christ remember the power of corporate prayer is powerful thank you jesus um we have each other. You know, we can call each other and say, pray with me. And we can watch God move. We pray that you've been blessed. We thank you. Until next time, we thank God for um, keeping us while we're separated. And we say, God bless you. And as we say here in Impact Fellowship, have a blessed week. Have a blessed day in God on purpose. God bless you. The power of corporate prayer. When we come together... And allow God to move and, and come together in prayer specifically and allow God to move. 
we allow him to uh, shine his light and even in the darkest of places, no matter what situation may be, whatever may seem dire to us is easy and simple to him. Um, and when we try, come together in that trust, come together in that faith, we definitely allow him to show himself mighty and show himself powerful. Um, have a great week in God on purpose, as we always say here. And God bless you.